Okay, we are live once again. We are live once again. Like I say, we are back for the attack. We are back for the attack. And uh, once again, we are, we are broadcasting. We're broadcasting live from Oshawa. From Oshawa. The city of Oshawa. The city of Oshawa. The city of Oshawa. In the province of Ontario, southern Ontario, the nation of Canada. The nation of Canada, the nation of Canada, and the continent of North America, for those who don't know where Canada is. Yeah. All right, so we got some people coming on board right now, and it's been a little while since I've done my last live stream. I think it's been at least a week. So anyhow, that's okay. I don't rush them anymore, and uh, we'll get back to doing one every day. We will. We will. And uh, let's just wait here a few seconds here. Good morning from Uganda, Bugiri, Bugiri, Uganda. Put in your names, put in your nations, please. Put in your nations. I like to mention the nations, because nations. You know, why do I want people to put in their nations? Well, I'll tell you why, because nations are made up of people. That's why, I've said it before, but nations are made up of people. If there were no people, there would be no nations. All right, so nations are made up of people. All right, that's why you, have, you say, you know, when you meet somebody, what nationality are you? You know, sometimes you hear somebody with an accent, whatever. Uh, that's the way I am. And uh, some people don't like it, but some people don't mind it, you know. So it's, uh, everyone's different. And uh, anyhow, there's nothing offensive about it. I like it when people ask me where I'm from. If I'm overseas, I love it. I say I'm from Canada. I'm a Canadian. Oh, you're Canadian. Yeah, I'm Canadian. But I'm more than a Canadian. I'm much more than a Canadian. And you're much more than a, an African or a Pakistanian, whatever, uh, Asian. You're much more than that if you're born again, right? Because our citizenship is in heaven, right? So, all right. So you're watching, but tell me your nation. Tell me your nation, all right? So let's get on with this. Got a few people coming on board right now. That's good. All right. So anyhow, last night I posted I was going to do a video on the 10th, which is today, Tuesday. And uh, I had made some notes last night just on my little recorder, some things I wanted to talk about. And then I listened to them this morning. And I got thinking maybe I shouldn't talk about that. Uh, but then I started, uh, I listened to it this morning. I was up early this morning. I finished my fast. I broke my fast this morning. I had some apples and some bananas and some yogurt. So I finished my 40-day fast. So I'll be, I'll be back doing another 40-day fast in about two months and a half. I usually take about two months and a half in between for recovery. All right. So I listened to my notes this morning and I said, and then I, st I went uh, a little bit of a different direction. And uh, I, I think the Lord had me doing that. So I'm going to share some of the things here that I wrote this morning. And uh, regarding um, uh, some aspects, briefly looking at some aspects of the Christian ministry. 
all right? Because I would say that the majority of those who send me a friend request, they're in the ministry, some kind of ministry, all right? There's all kinds of ministries in the church. Uh, I don't claim to know it all. Sometimes I come across like I know it all, but what I do know, it's right, but I doesn't mean I know everything about that subject. But let's let's look at some things about the ministry this morning. All right, uh, to me here I'm in I'm still in the morning. Actually, it's quite early. It's uh, it's only nine thirty a.m. Usually I do my live streams around ten, but I've been up since five this morning. And uh, some of you are like you know you're four or five hours uh, later, and some of you are nine hours. Pakistan, you're ten hours later. India is probably about the same. So I wrote some things here. So first of all, I wrote here, we have many ministries. We have many ministries that have not been birthed by God, but by man. Let's just be honest, all right? We have a lot of ministries out there today in the world, worldwide, and they're birthed by man, all right? Meaning not God, all right? And there's a reason for that. Um, so... I wrote also here, we also have many ministries that have been birthed by God, yet they are not being carried out, yet they are being carried out by the flesh. All right? Meaning they're being carried out by our own wisdom, our own understanding, provision, our own strength, and not by the Spirit. Um, and because of this, ministries that are carried out by the flesh, they don't glorify God. They just don't. You may you may give God the glory, but that doesn't mean God is being glorified. All right? We have a tendency to glorify God in everything we do. But the funny thing is, is that a lot of times God was not in it. All right? And I don't really have time to get into that, but God, there are ministries that are not birthed by God, then we've got ministries that are birthed by God. They're birthed by God, but they're not being carried out by God. All right? It's like having a child. You know, you may have a child, you and your husband, you know, husband and wife, you have a child, and that's great, but what do you do with it? Are you raising it right? Are you raising it according to God's will? Most people don't raise their children according to God's will. All right? I wrote here, we must allow God to connect us with the right people and their ministries and callings so that we can grow in that specific area. Me, God brought specific individuals into my life because those individuals they, what they had working in their lives, that's what I was called to do also, all right? Not to do it the same way, but as an apostolic reformer, a defender of the faith, as an apostle, God brought certain men that were, had that working in their lives, and they had been doing it for many years. I was just starting out, so it helped me. It helped me tremendously. I'm not going to mention names today. I've mentioned their names before in other teachings. But it helped me tremendously. 
All right. There's a lot of things I learned from them. And it would have taken me years to learn if I had not, if God had not connect me, connected me with them. All right. So in order to accelerate growth, in order to accelerate knowledge, the right knowledge, all right, God brought specific men into my life and had a huge impact, huge impact, all right? And uh, so that's, that's for all of us, all of us. And I will say this, that we're all called to the ministry. We are. Uh, very clear in uh, Ephesians 4.12, for the equipping of the saints, the Lord gave me years ago, every saint, God wants every saint equipped for the work of the ministry. So, but there's all kinds of ministries out there, all kinds, because there's all kinds of giftings in the body. There's all kinds of members in the body, you know. So let's move on here. Um, many people connect with me, with Missionary Prize or they want to connect with Mission Enterprise, yet they don't understand the vision of Mission Enterprise. They have no understanding of it. And many are not interested in the vision. They're really not, unfortunately. And there are many who are not called to connect with Mission Enterprise, yet social media has really done much damage because many Christians abuse or misuse uh, social media. They really do because of the social social side to media. They're social. They become social. In other words, we have far too many social Christians and not spiritual Christians. All right. They just want to chit chat. They just want to talk. They want a new friend. And uh, personally, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in that. And I never really have been interested in just having some kind of friend or some kind of social friend once I got bored again. Never been interested in that. All right. So I wrote here, every aspect of the ministry of Jesus was uh, supernatural. If you look at his life, his ministry, it was all supernatural. All right. Therefore, so must it be with the ministries that are birthed by God within the church, the body of Christ. All right. There has to be the supernatural, the aspect of supernatural to our ministries by the Spirit, the supernatural of the Spirit. Uh, because if there isn't, uh, there's uh, those are red flags to me. All right? There's something wrong. It doesn't mean your ministry is not birthed by God. but And the way you make, you add this element of supernatural to your ministry is the walk of faith because it's faith that puts God to work. All right. I wrote here over the years, I've discovered the hard way that most ministries and most ministers are not interested or have no interest in sound doctrine, but simply want their physical or their financial needs to be met. Um, which proves that their doctrine is not sound in those specific areas. So the doctrine, I meet, I meet this all the time. Uganda. I meet people all the time that have got really bad doctrine. Very bad doctrine. They don't think so. 
They don't know the difference. They don't know the difference between good and bad doctrine or sound and unsound doctrine. I do. I see it right away. Most of what I see on Facebook is it's bad doctrine. All right. It's just really bad. And um, most, most ministries, ministers, they're not interested in having their doctrine corrected. All right. But that's, we're going to look at that quickly, briefly. But that's one of the first things that the Holy Spirit is trying to do is trying to correct your doctrine. Because if we can get, if we can correct your doctrine, get you to have sound doctrine in those areas, having your, your needs met physically, having your needs met spiritually, financially, it's going to be a, a game changer for your ministry, for your life, for those around you, those you're ministering to, and for the body of Christ. It's going to be a game changer. All right? I wrote here, most ministers' ministries are running to the wrong source or the wrong sources to have their needs met instead of to the right one, which is the written word of God. That's your source. That's your ultimate source is the written word. All right? The Bible. All right? And I'll say this. It's not just the Bible. It's the Bible rightly divided. It's got to be rightly divided, rightly interpreted. See, a lot of people go to wrong verses for a lot of different things, all right? And especially when it comes to finances, they don't have a right foundation for their finances, for their needs to be met. They don't have the right foundation built inside of them. All right, because the Word of God has to be built, has to be developed, grown inside of you before you can see the fruit of it, the harvest, right? Going back to the law of sowing and reaping. If you're going to have a harvest of the Word, like in anything else, you're going to have to sow the Word, right? In the natural, farmers, they want a harvest of corn. They want a harvest of wheat, they want a harvest of whatever, apples, oranges, bananas, papayas, potatoes. They want a harvest? What do they do? They sow. They sow a seed of that specific fruit or vegetable or grain, whatever, that they want a harvest of. Well, it's the same thing with us. We've got to sow the word in those areas, whether it's healing whether it's financial provision, uh, deliverance, freedom from certainly certain bad habits, sin, whatever. All right? So I wrote here, we also have ministries, ministers that depend upon false doctrines. This is a big one. In order to generate large amounts of money. All right? For their building projects. Yeah, for their building projects, etc. As well as their livelihood, which is also wrong. Very wrong. You see these guys, they got huge ministries, all right, huge properties. They got vehicles, they got lots of money, they got lots of, they're very popular. Television, radio, social media, not against that, but how'd you get that? How'd you get there? Hmm? How? That's what we're going to give an account, right? 
It's not so much what we have, it's how did you get that? How? I don't have a problem with wealth. I don't have a problem with rich preachers. I really don't. But I got a problem how they get rich. How did you get rich? All right. A couple more here. And then we're going to wrap it up. One of the very first things that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, will try to get over to you, will try, is sound doctrine. That's what I mentioned a couple minutes before. Sound doctrine. That's one of the first things he's going to try to get over to you. Sound doctrine. That is key to sound believing. Because it's faith, right? Faith appropriates the grace of God. And grace covers everything. The grace of God covers everything. Everything. And I do mean everything. It covers your walk with God. It covers all your needs. Spiritual needs, physical needs, financial needs, healing, provision, strength, wisdom, understanding, revelation. It just covers everything and it's all appropriated by faith. We have access to all these things that God has for us as his children. We have access to it by faith, by believing it, right? So I wrote here, correction is one of the primary functions or operations of the Holy Spirit, to bring correction. Did you know that a big part of the epistles, they're all correct, to, to correct, they're corrective. Yeah, they're correcting. Paul's always, the, apostle, the apostles are always correcting the saints. They're correcting. Yeah. And we need a lot of correction today. Lots. It's part of Reformation. It's part of the apostolic. It's part of even being a defender of the faith. Right? Because there's a lot of wrong believing in the church. So if you've got wrong believing, then you're, you're stopping God from working in your life. Because God only works with right believing. Right believing. Sound doctrine. Healthy doctrine, not unsound, not errors, not lies, not half-truths. No, sound doctrine. Paul makes much about sound doctrine and the pastoral epistles. First and Second Timothy and Titus. This is very important also here. This is all important, and I can make a lot of videos out of this, and maybe I will. I wrote here, we must never depend upon another man's or another woman's calling or ministry to have our needs met. That is a big no-no. That's a big no-no. It's a big trap too. Having false expectations leads to all kinds of frustrations. Many have tried and are trying to connect even with me, Missionary Prize, for all the wrong reasons, all the wrong motives. All the wrong reasons. All the wrong reasons. All right? And I, I don't really want to get into that. I don't really want to get into that. Not today, anyhow. I've already made, I've already mentioned it a little bit today and in other teachings, but I'm just going to leave it at that. But a lot of people want to connect with missionary enterprises, but it'll never happen unless there's a change of heart and God has to be in it. Because uh, I have no interest in having people uh, working with me or whatever that have the wrong motives in their heart. All right? 
I'm not interested in that. I don't need, I don't need your problems. I don't need problem makers. I need problem solvers. All right. And a lot of people cause problems in the church because they're always needy. They're always need this and they need that. They're always trying to get something from you. And if they can't get it from you, you know what they do? They disappear. I'm glad they disappear. I'm kind of glad they're gone. But it should not be because we're part of the same body. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. But anyhow. So anyhow, I just wanted to share that today. And I think it's a pretty good teaching. And there's a lot of things in there that we could unpack. But I'm not going to do it today. And we'll see where we go with this. Uh, today's only Tuesday. So I don't know if I'm going to be doing another teaching this week. We're still working on a video. Um, it's a long one that we did for our brother in Bugiri, um, Uganda. We're making a video out of it and, uh, I'm going to get ready to make an online teaching for them for the 27th of this month. So I still have a couple of weeks regarding faith. And, uh, so I just want to encourage you as always, I always encourage you to learn what it takes to walk in your sonship. All right. And because to walk in your sonship, you're going to need to learn to walk in the fullness of the grace of God as well as in the faith of God because it's the faith that gives access to the grace of God because we got saved. We got our sonship back because of His grace, right? We got it back because we were sons back in the garden before the fall. We were sons, right? Remember the genealogy of Jesus in Luke, Luke 3.38? The last person, which is the last, right at the end of the genealogy, which is the beginning of the genealogy in a way, it's Adam, son of God, right? So anyhow, got to go, and uh, we will talk to you soon, and shalom and amen.